Hey everybody, welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast. I'm Cole Stratton. And I'm Vanessa Raglan. Yeah, I like that you just said your name this time. I know. It's refreshing. I was giving you that weird eye contact, like, what's she going to do? That's but right. I do have a curveball. Today's podcast is called Cougar and a Coconut. Oh boy. <laughs> really? Instead of Pop My Culture, I think we should call it Cougar All right, and well, coconut. welcome to Cougar and a Coconut. I'm Cole Stratton. And I'm Vanessa Dangland. <laughs> I'm stuck in a coconut. Wow. That's a great theme song. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening and bearing with our intros. Uh, we have some exciting news. Uh, oh, we did a chat. We're having a big... Oops. Oh, we're having a bagel. <laughs> um, <laughs> say cover that up nice. Isn't that nice? Uh, we did a chat on Vocal last Thursday, yes. and it was a lot of fun. So um, much fun. And we announced the winner of our t-shirt contest. <laughs> Vanessa, can you turn that lawnmower off? Oh, yeah. Thanks. Uh, so we uh, we announced who that was. Uh, this is the contest, of course, that we started about seven and a half years ago. Yep. Um, familiar but finally, we have a winner, and that's good. Could the Flintstones stop running in here? Oh, sorry. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> the winner is Len Peralta. <laughs> Len Peralta, you have been knighted the highest order. Oh, boy. So, anywho, Len, Sorry, thank you Len. so much. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Jawbone Radio. He makes amazing stuff. We had a lot of great entries. We sure did. Um, and that was one of the many reasons that it took us a while to make our decision. But Len did the most great. It fits with our vibe so much, and we love it. It's really cool. So those T-shirts should be coming really soon. If you'd like a chance to win one of these T-shirts... And they are so cool. They're going to be super rad. Uh, leave your answer to the first question of this particular episode on the comments on our website for a chance to win one. Popmyculturepodcast.com. Then click on the episode. Then click comment. Then write that comment. Thank you, Vanessa Bot 3000. <laughs> yeah, well, God. <laughs> um, uh, so we are completely listener supported. We, we've mentioned pretty much every episode. Yeah, it's a hundred percent true. <laughs> and uh, we have a donate button on our website, popmyculturepodcast.com. Any yep. free little bit helps. A lot. And uh, we have some thank yous from some people that donated. We do. And I'm really excited. Uh, Fred Schneider from the B-52s and his clone. Fred Schneider. Are here to do these thank yous. Yeah. So, fellas, I give it to you. Okay, thank you, Cole. Let's do this thank you thing. The first one to get a thank you today is Scott. Hey, Scott, thank you for donating. Now I want to say thank you to Gina. Gina, you've done a good thing. Hey, Gina. Tin Roof. Austin. And finally, we'd like to thank Stefan. Stefan. He's this as fine a new as the voice. day is long. <laughs> Stefan. That was uh, just a croon at the end. That was nice. Well, yeah. thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. No you are welcome. Problem. We love to do this thing. It's been fun for me today. Bye. Hey, brother, who's driving? Are you driving or am I driving? It doesn't matter. Let's Rochambeau for it. Rochambeau. Rochambeau. Looks like it's you. <laughs> oh, okay. See you later. 
Uh, we and just lost so many subscribers. I know. Um, <laughs> but thank you guys for donating. Also, um, if you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. Yes. It helps us get featured. Uh, yeah. And we love it. And um, yeah, it really does help. Yeah. So, But that's only if you like the show. And if you don't like the show, you can email yourself a really mean letter about why you don't like it. And you'll get the relief of having it out of your system, but right. you won't cause us pain. Remember, we're, we're nice people. And we have our own issues, okay? We have our own issues. <laughs> issues? We've got a whole subscription. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, we're going to get to our guest in one second. Um, one second, go. I, uh, I'm doing a couple of really special oh, cool great. shows this weekend. No, they so are awesome. you're in the Bay Area, um, please come out. Uh, first of all, I am doing Jimmy Pardo's fun interactive game show, Running Your Trap, which is on Friday, August 19th at 10 o'clock p.m. at the Purple Onion in San awesome. Francisco. It's uh, myself, Pat Francis, and Janet Varney. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so come and check that out. And also, this show I am beyond excited for. On Saturday, August 20th at 8.30 p.m. at the historic Castro Theater in San Francisco, it's Riff Tracks presents Night of the Shorts 2 Electric Riffaloo, in which uh, Kevin Murphy and Bill Corbett from Mystery Science Theater 3000 riff on some of the worst like educational and science shorts out there along with the guests riffers. And on this awesome. particular show, in addition to myself and Janet Varney, we work at Riff Tracks sometimes and... Uh, uh, it's really great. Chris Hardwick, uh, Andy Richter, Bob Odenkirk, and Adam Savage from MythBusters. Shut up! Is the lineup, and it's only twenty five bucks. I mean, come on, do it. That's a lot of fun. So come check that out. You can get tickets at sfsketchfest.com. So check that out. And right. now check this out. Our guest today, you know, from Boy Meets World, as well as Cabin Fever, as well as a lot of other things. That's true. Writer Strong is here. Hi, Writer Strong. Hi, guys. You Thanks for having me. still got that charm. <laughs> Can I just... You hadn't prepared that line. <laughs> you had already decided before you even met me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got to say something. Well, my... It's be, it would have been better than... 10-year-old to 17-year-old self is seriously high-fiving itself in its underwear right now. Awesome. <laughs> kind of creepy. Is that okay? No. no it's kind of creepy. Really I was scary just image. kidding. I would yeah. never even think that. So, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're a mature man. Yeah. There's no weird energies going on anywhere, right? <laughs> no. Okay. Cole, are you picking up on any weird energy? No. Okay. I'm just still really, really broken up about the cancellation oh, of yeah. Kate plus eight. Yeah. TLC has pulled the plug. <laughs> oh, that happens. Yeah. On Kate plus I've eight. never seen a single episode. Well, so there's only been 150. Uh, I mean, <laughs> since, well, by the time it ends, that's, that's the way TLC dumped them with this public thing that we're not renewing to uh kate plus eight but we think it's a milestone that we'll be ending it after their 150th episode <laughs> like that's a kind of weird burn slash congratulations so he wasn't on it anymore because they had right. a big no. falling yeah. out okay things went south. Well, he had his spin-off show just john no no oh my awesome. god I was gonna say, that's, <laughs> that's something that. that's better to watch yeah <laughs> it's just him eating cereal in his underwear right. <laughs> crying <laughs> what did i do oh. um well as a unfortunately uh, faithful Kate Plus 8 fan, not fan. Oh, good. I'm I, glad you're not cheating on the show. Yeah, <laughs> no, I was very faithful. I would never watch, um, what's that other one? Life with Sex Tablets, something like that. The the Duggars? That no, thing? I do watch the Duggars. The Octomom one? Oh, no. Is uh, there a, is I thought she, she had her own show for a while, too. I don't, I don't think so. I okay. would have definitely known about that. <laughs> Nadia Suleiman. Yeah, she does. It's called, it's called Octo Squad. And she fights crime with all of her children. All of her babies are her arms. <laughs> That's a great yeah. cartoon, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's <just> true. Superhero. <laughs> I'm I'm sad because the last season when it was just Kate, she had no one to shield what she really is inside. You know, like everyone else used to deflect. Like, 
oh, Kate's just the funny, funny, mean one. And then when there weren't those people, it was just like, oh, she's a mean lady. She's mean. So I think now the kids might get a chance at having a life for the first time in their life. I'm not happy for them. Yeah, that's good. Way to go, little kids. Play outside. Be joyful. (laughs) But they've still got the same mean mommy, I guess, at the end of the day. But they have a squad of nannies that seem much more cheerful. Well, now they're going to lose all their money, though, right? I, I don't think I think Kate is a shrewd show. businesswoman. Okay. I think she she's just in Kate plus eight t-shirts and she's, <laughs> oh, she's got yeah. merch all the ancillary over products. She's <laughs> she sponsors all sorts of fertility doctors. That would be weird. She probably doesn't do that. It'd be weird if you were like working for her, going after sponsorships, and like that's <laughs> like we found a niche game. <laughs> Hit him up. I need more cash. That's a really perfect Kate Goss. It was pretty good. She's either either that or a She's railroad from a baron Scorsese from the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll all get over it. I do your sponsorship. I oh, drink whoa. it up. <gasps> um, oh boy. Oh my gosh. Never mind. But I'm going to talk about that later. <laughs> okay. I wrote one of my questions with a There Will Be Blood reference. So I feel okay. like we're so already we'll, building we'll up. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Right. Yep. A little bit of a hint. Um, so this past weekend, uh, Planet of the Apes is number one again. Uh, the Glee 3D concert movie opened in a dismal 12th place. It made wow. $5 million, well below expectations. especially oh, $5 since million. Dollars. Yeah. Has the, the Glee moment is kind of passed. I think right? it is. Like yeah. it's People waning. Are, got a little sick of it. it We're like, just, oh, we get it. Yeah, that kept happening. Well, you know, it, you, you knew it was bad when, like, any time they promoted the show or like whenever they won an awards, they always played the song from the pilot. Oh the, yeah, the, the "Don't Stop yeah. Believing" yeah. number. It yeah. was like that was when they peaked. <laughs> yeah. Like that was when it was the best. You it was really like the hit best your number stride in that first episode, and that's all they kept replaying. It was like that was their theme music. It's like, oh, guys, yeah. now now much. now it just seems desperate because they're literally going, please. Please don't, don't stop, stop believing. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously, Seriously. There's a new plea in the, the tone. I just feel like movie tickets are expensive to begin with nowadays. And then you add on top the 3D glasses charge. And the popcorn. Three to seven dollars depending Large on the theater. Soda. I, even if you're a fan of Glee, like I, it's hard to try to take your family at 20 bucks a ticket to see a concert movie in 3D. And who's taking their family? I think the, the kids that are seeing that, well, the Bieber fans came out though. Bieber fans came out in full force for a don't stop believing or whatever. Never, yeah, never. never say never. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. that's like a very specific, like rabid hardcore, rabid fan base that's going to go see that. Yeah. And there's so right. many of them. Like Glee is a free television show that oh, people tune into and like, but it's hard to like say we're just going to go watch yeah. not a live version of the, of the thing because you could have gone to the tour and a lot of them probably did and don't want to pony up money to see basically the tour pony again. Up. And this time in 3D, but it was in 3D before when I saw it because the people were in front of me. For real, that was forty. That <laughs> was forty, like the Spy Kids movie opening up. Oh yeah, forty. Forty because it's yeah. got even it's they got have scent. sniffs in it. No, they don't. They yeah. do. Isn't that the craziest? Oh, thing? we're getting so desperate. <laughs> it's yeah. like the three D the three D moment is passed. It's not it's like, enough. This Glee movie is just the two things that are over, like Glee and three D. Right. But like now we're gonna yeah we're gonna bring back Smell of Vision because yeah. that's what it's, it was originally exactly. called, right? Yeah, with little... and it was a disaster back when they tried it and whenever the. 50s I mean, it or... just sounds like a bad idea. I mean, I feel like. It'll be kind of a fun, goofy thing for one movie, but that's all it'll be good for. Like, Ooh. if they keep trying to do it, and the Scratch 
a sniff card to me, like if that's lazy. Like I don't, that's too much work on my end. Oh, you, you have know? to actually scratch. A you card think you scratch a card and, and you smell it. it, which is like at first I thought like, oh, they're gonna just pipe scents in, which could be interesting because if you if it you've could ever also gone, be very genocidal. But if you've gone I stand on the, um, by that, I feel like Spy Kids has. <laughs> you know, some it's ulcer. gonna be it's Spy Kids too. So you know they're gonna go the way like jelly beans do, where they have like vomits. Yes, tasting oh, I'm sure. Exactly. Beans and, like it's gonna they're gonna have some in there just to gross you out, kids. <laughs> oh, oh, I totally smelled that. It didn't throw up. Isn't that awesome? Like, no. There's that commercial that's like, it's the James Bond for kids. And then a dog's butt opens up and oh. marbles come out to trip people. And I just, every time I see and that, so I'm you like, thought, no. Brilliant, because that's what I would think. <laughs> like, what are we smelling yes, for I that? I must see this movie. <laughs> oh, man, it's just like James Bond, but for Scratch kids. Scratch and snip these marbles on their card. <laughs> these turd marbles. Yeah, I'm sure like out of the probably 50 cents on the card, four of them are fart related. Oh. At least. You got to imagine. I just even hate that word. I don't like it when people I don't either. say it. They're too related. Thank you. There you go. You're welcome. But like for me, like the <laughs> idea of like actually piping in scents, like if you've ever gone to Disney's California Adventure, there's the Soaring Over California ride and they pipe in smells like the when bald you're bald eagles. No. Like when you're <laughs> orange. Yeah. Yeah, like orange. you're over the orange <laughs> right. groves that comes in, you go over you get a pine smell when you're over like the river and stuff like that. And it's kinda nice and it really yeah. enhances the experience. So I could see that being like, Oh wow, it's like it feels like I'm skiing up on Do those smells whatever. stay on you like perfume? No. They don't. <laughs> You don't come out of there smelling like orange pine. But apparently, they've always piped smells throughout Disneyland. Like yeah. they, they oh. throughout the park, like to they pipe in food smells. So it's Even, like just yeah. fake food. Supposedly, smells? well, I don't Whoa. know. If they're, yeah, they must be. But yeah. it's like you know popcorn and you know stuff That's to just crazy. make you aware that churros are in the air <laughs> and like you know. There's a churro stand somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> I need a churro. No. Yeah. It's everywhere. Keep you hungry. Keep you buying. There are books about like. Like what's really going on at, at Disneyland? Because oh, yeah. there's, I mean, I go all the time. I have, I have season pass, and it's just, it's just fun. We always do it. But like, there's so many things happening that you're not aware of at that place. Like what? Uh, there's tons of cats that live there supposedly that are just. There's been a lot of cats around. At Disneyland. There are a lot Wait, of cats. There's, there's actually there's a book called Behind the Mouse Ears. That's the one. That, yep, I read this years ago, and they ca- the guy catalogs all the deaths. And here's the weirdest thing: the number one. Cause of death is the people mover, which doesn't even exist anymore, but it right. used to be just this tram ride that took people. But everyone would try and jump from oh one people mover gosh. to the other and get crushed. <gasps> and it happened like every year. <laughs> and like, yeah, there's a Disney jail, you know, yeah, yeah, Mickey jail. Knows, yeah, Mickey, Mickey jail. jail. Mm-hmm. Wait, I'm still in the cats. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's cats. <laughs> so they when after hours, you see them roaming around the park. Ugh. <laughs> Yucky yuck. Oh, there's all sorts Poor of crazy. And then there's Club 33. <laughs> Mickey's in trouble with all these yeah. cats. Mickey's like, shit, I the have lights. a friend who's a Club 33 member. I, I want to get in so bad. So bad. Right. Cole tried know. to pull I'll some let you know strings. if I ever get in. Oh, I'm man. going on, uh, for all our listeners, I'm going on September 7th. If somebody wants to come stalk me and get me into Club 33, I'm very what happy. What happens in there? Cats uh, and death? Like, no, it's like, <laughs> it's a crazy. They serve alcohol. Yeah, it's the only bar the big, in Disneyland. Yeah, big part of Dis- uh, yeah, the only place in Disneyland. And then apparently it's just like a beautifully catered meal. Like Ooh. you sit down and they have a great menu. And I don't know. It's, it's like right next to Pirates of the Caribbean exit. It's can like you even see it or is it kind of secret? You, there's a door and it just says 33. There's like a little placard next <gasps> to it. And if you're a member, you call ahead and they give you like up to 10 passes. So you just show up at Disneyland. You get all. Uh, it's like know. the Magic Castle. Yes, but it's way more expensive. Like, like apparently oh, yeah. a club 33 membership is you're talking like fifty thousand dollars or whatever are like you kidding me and you can't get them like yeah. it has to be Somebody like will to, to you. this point yeah. Yeah. it's <laughs> crazy gotta be a like, people mover limited, involved yeah. <laughs> it's it's such a crazy example of just exclusivity yeah. like times a hundred and you were and so into that, it 
I just want to go one time. I know it's going to be disappointing. I know it's not going to be very good, but I just want to go one time. Maybe it won't time. be. If people are paying that much, I bet it would be like, oh, wow, this is the other percent. I mean, I go to Disneyland four <laughs> to five <laughs> times half. a year. And I've had friends who have gone that just like, oh, so-and-so went there for, and I got in. Like, then they don't care. And that's what like infuriates me. It's like, yeah. I just want to go so bad. <laughs> it was really cool because Boy Meets World was a Disney show. And yeah. so we, they shut down, every year they shut down uh, Disneyland at night for two nights a year for uh, employees only oh for Christmas. Oh my gosh. And so it's like you, and so every December it would be like they'd load us up in buses and like all the Disney employees like you know everybody from like actor everybody that worked in the show and all the shows we'd all just get to go to Disney and it was like great because it's basically empty. I mean you're only yeah. talking right. about a couple hundred you know maybe a couple thousand people at the most so you have the whole park to that run around. That is insane. And they keep it open to like midnight so you just be running yeah it was awesome especially as a kid. Oh like, my gosh. True. Though it yeah. sort of feels that way if you go off season like midweek and September or something like that when we're going next time like yeah. it's weird because I've gone a couple times this summer because of family visiting and it's like awful it's so crowded yeah. which is why I understand why the passes are blacked out in the summer because it's just terrible because <laughs> it's so nuts but like now I'm so used to line rides being 5 to 10 minutes and all of a sudden they're 90 and you're, you're like princess. what's going on little princess Cole <laughs> sorry <laughs> did, sorry did you guys have like a Disney show camaraderie with like backlot other things filming, yeah well, or? home improvement we were we, oh yeah yeah we um because we had a, we were right next to them when we first started our yeah. show and uh you know there were there were kids on that show too so we all hung out together like we all JTC. had lunch together yeah and they would have like um <laughs> they would have um a ever physical trainer me? come in like play football with us and like because you know, it's like a state law that they have to get, we have to get like a certain amount of r and r oh kids. yeah so they like brought in these physical trainers so we all hung out i mean oh you know, my gosh none of us could really play football but we all, we all tried. <laughs> <laughs> plus you guys all you know would appear on those tjf ads too yeah. right oh yeah so we kind of mix the pot up that way those TJF, yeah those were the worst like you mean when b- introducing to the next yeah. show yeah. Yeah. yeah those were the worst days because it was like they'd bring in the teleprompter <laughs> and it was just a terrible dialogue and we're like our characters but we're not our characters <laughs> right. and we were always like this just is hanging really out. weird yeah, yeah this is <laughs> really the worst was one time i remember they made us do uh well they didn't make us do but we did this uh saturday morning uh, cartoon preview and it was like about 15 hours of filming these skits that were the stupidest things oh, about these no. cartoons that nobody had heard of oh nobody gosh. cared about but they had like tapped our show to be that and like you know it was like all the writers in Boy Meets World wouldn't do it so they had to bring in like you know ghetto writers or some other I, I don't <laughs> no, know this where. is gonna be funny exactly this is Marble turds and it was like you know Mr. Feeney references and all and it was like the word if somebody could find that it's oh, sort of like the Star Wars special and they had to do the holiday Christmas special have you ever yeah, seen that I think it's amazing I, there, there, yeah, so there's a Boy Meets World version of that basically where we were so miserable I have oh, the uh, sound soundtrack cd to the star wars christmas special it's like super out of print and worth like a hundred dollars oh my god <laughs> but priceless but yeah totally priceless <laughs> christmas in the stars i think one of yeah christmas in the stars i think it's a song like what do you get a wookie for christmas is like one of them it's so awesomely terrible oh you gotta my seek gosh. it out it's amazing it is amazing i didn't even know this existed oh it totally does wait well they will they, they try to make you think that it never did because it's yeah. not available you can't get it so you can find it on youtube and stuff too though behind yeah, sure the wookie now. suit yes. Who I'm, I'm really confused. This is a TV special. The TV special was like a Star Wars Christmas TV special, and they were all required to do it. Like they had all signed contracts, so George so Lucas was... made them all do it. And it's a Wookiee Christmas, like so. It starts off with 
like the entire first half hour is all Chewie's family waiting for Chewie to come oh home. Oh yep. my god! And so they don't speak. So it's like at half an hour of like, <laughs> <laughs> and like you know Chewie's wife, who you can't tell the apart from yeah. Chewie, right. and then like a little little person in a Chewie suit, like right, it's so bad. It's it's it makes no sense. And then uh, she sings. Uh, Carrie Fisher sings at the end, and, and like. They have all these guest stars, like very special guest stars, like B. Arthur. Like, yeah. make Weird. no sense. And she's it's the bartender, crazy. and it's the most bizarre. It sounds thing like a laugh-in episode. It's it's a joke. It's so oh, bad. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, I'm gonna have to. Can you burn me that? Yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll burn, burn it off of YouTube for you. <laughs> oh, you have it on. I thought you have. Uh, I have the soundtrack. Oh, I don't funny. have the actual video. Well, it's around. I'll it's find it. Do some fishing. A very wicked Christmas. Does it sound like that? <laughs> That's Basically. pretty much it. You, you nailed it. <laughs> nailed, you nailed it. it. So, Boy Meets World was on for seven seasons, yeah. 158 episodes. And oh, you beat Kate. I guess so. You guys yeah. just, by yeah. Finally. By eight. Yeah. By oh, eight. Lucky number. Eight. <laughs> She'll argue that oh, she, she had plus eight. <laughs> only beat her by eight. I, oh, man. It should be more of a compliment. But she'll, ar- she'll argue that she had plus eight in the title, so that right. she has 158 episodes. No. So, she tied you guys. Kate. That's a pretty hefty load. Yeah. And you're um, growing up the whole time, too. Yeah. It was, I was 13 when we started, so it was 13 to 20. Oh, wow. So it was wow. basically my entire teenage, my adolescence. So you had a super normal high school experience. Uh, no, but, you know, <laughs> I didn't have, like, a crazy weird... I mean, yes, I had, like, a lot... A very... It's, it was unusual in some ways, but... You know, for the most part, it was just a job. Yeah. Like, I mean, we had to do four hours of school a day. And a sitcom schedule, is, it's different. I think if it, if it had been a drama show or something, yeah. that takes up your entire day. Like a sitcom, we were just rehearsing all day, and then they bring in a live audience once a week. We get to do a show, which was fun. I mean, it yeah. was such a blast. Right. And, um, you know, I mean, in retrospect, I remember thinking, like, acting's easy. And, like, <laughs> now that I've done things besides a sitcom, it's like, no, doing a sitcom is easy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I definitely miss that. But, um but no, it wasn't. It, it was. I think I would have been bored if I wasn't working. Yeah, like I probably you know would have gotten into more trouble if yeah. I had not been working as a teenager. So, and you were from the area too, right? No, I'm from Northern California. Oh, so I would actually fly home every weekend. Oh my god! Like, so most of my friends and stuff that I you know like my closest yeah. friends, they're kids that I grew up with. Like um, they're not from LA. Like wow. Like coming to LA was always like a big deal and doing the whole acting thing. And yeah. then, you know, we would film through like three episodes in a row. So we'd do like three weeks and then we'd get a week off. So I'd go home, go back to school, get all my work in advance. And, you know, so I tried to live as sort of normal yeah. life as possible, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Yeah. And plus you got to work with Kit, which must have been yes. pretty awesome. Oh my God. <laughs> the best, the, the first time, like I didn't know any, like, because when, you know, at that age, they didn't realize that like Kit was what we would care about. They were like, he right. was on St. Elsewhere. We're yeah. Like, right. <laughs> but then like our executive producer, his name was Michael. And so we were doing our note session one day and, uh, and Bill Daniels goes, now Michael. And I'm like, <gasps> I know that voice <laughs> saying that name. And it was like, it all clicked. And then I remember we were just like surrounding him. We were like, so what was it like? You know, he just basically sat in a booth, like, while David right. Hasselhoff was running around, he right. was like, "It's the greatest job ever." You know, he just loved it. Um, and but then when we found out, he he came to work one day and he was like, "I just came from recording an episode of The Simpsons." And we're like, <gasps> "What?" He's like, "Because I guess there was an episode where the car talks to Homer." Oh like, my and they wanted him to do it. And he's like, "Hi." He's like, "I've never heard of The Simpsons thing," but and we're like, "Oh, <laughs> you are living our dream." Not only were you Kit, then you were on The Simpsons doing like the mock version, and of you Kit. don't even get, and he doesn't even get, you don't it. even get how cool yeah. you are right yeah. now. Awesome. Oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> that's been so rad. 
Bill Daniels is amazing. Yeah, he's great. And I mean, you guys must have been really, really close since you all kind of grew up together in a yeah. sense on the show. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's I don't want to say we're like a family because that's what everyone says. But I think in our case, because we were all kids, yeah, it really. I mean, like you know, Danielle Fisher was eleven when we started, so she's Ooh. like. You know, and the difference between being 13 and 11, she was like a little sister to right. all of us. And, you know, it's like we all were, you know, yeah. I mean, we spent all of our time together. We all went to class together. We had, like, two studio teachers. So all of us shared those two and just take turns, you know. The teachers we're, weren't the teachers in the show? No. <laughs> wait, Feeney, wait a minute. You guys Turner didn't really our... have Mr. Feeney offset? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been a funny that thing in his contract. Awesome. Then he's like, oh, <laughs> That would have been great if all of you insisted that you were so method that you had to have your actual teacher. Where's Mr. Feeney? I refuse. I need to do some antics. (laughs) It's funny, too, because there's there's things on YouTube of, like, somebody edited together their favorite 100 moments from Boy Meets World or whatever. They're just quick, quick little, like... 100? Yeah, they're quick little, like, two or three second clips out of context that don't make any sense out of context or whatever. Some that kind of stand alone and some don't. But you just see the aging of all you guys. It's like you, you see Ben Savage at the very beginning... And then at the end, oh, you're like, God. wow. It's like, it's well, he changed the most. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Sure. Like, I was sort of done growing at 13. Like, I was already, <laughs> I was. Like, I was the height I am now. Like, and Ben was very much, like, he, he was 13. I th- or Maybe he was 12 when he started. But he looked like an 11-year-old, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that's why when he jumped, when, like, season two or three started and it was like whoa and he was taller than me and it was like they jumped us two years they skipped so the show oh, actually weird. jumps that's why like we end up in college even though we start i think in seventh grade i'm, I'm sure there's internet sites yeah that right. know this better than i do but like we did jump two years they suddenly were like you you were in high school and it was like wait a minute weren't we only supposed to be in seventh grade at this we point did that like, fast no, go. yeah because they just you know they were like they were growing they're growing up way too fast and you were and, all geniuses on the show they right. didn't mention it much but no. you flew you know, you guys could have just done it with one di- line of dialogue. You could have shown up and looked differently and went, what? I met World. And then you guys hey. like, oh, okay. And, uh, oh, <laughs> it happens. and then it happens. <laughs> it's a sitcom, so you could just turn out and mug, and then everybody would be like, we're on board. Yeah, yeah. And then you, then you move on. Right? Well, we, we did do a lot of stuff like that. I mean, we recast all the time. Michael Jacobs, who created the show, he was the guy who, um, he also created uh, Charles in Charge, which is notorious for oh. recasting. Yeah. Like, by You'll the never second notice. season, it was yeah. like a completely different family. Yeah. And it was right. like, they make one reference to it. And we recast the little sister on the show. Oh, like, yeah. She changed. I mean, we made jokes about it. We made self-conscious jokes about it, but... We also, yeah, like characters were sort of coming and going and like recast constantly. It's a little that would be weird. a little scary. I don't feel yeah. like you could get away with it nowadays. Yeah. I feel like in the '90s it was like still happy sitcom world, yeah. and like we were all willing to. Nowadays, first of all, like if a show isn't you know in order, like if it doesn't right. continue, what is that serialized? Yeah, if it's right. not serialized, like people don't usually aren't, right. aren't on board. So even our sitcoms are serialized nowadays. It seems like yeah, and um, and let alone completely recasting that's weird but. Well, plus like just using actors over and over in different parts too as if no one's going to notice oh, yeah, on your show like oh, Willie yeah. Garson had like three different yep. parts on it yep. which is pretty crazy <laughs> totally. I mean the same thing happens to you all the time especially if something is shot um, outside of LA because I, I did Nash Bridges twice in San Francisco yep. because there's only like it's not the biggest pool of actors ever totally. so you know I was the brother of a killer in one episode and then I'm a student theater director two right. seasons later mm-hmm. it's right. like Oh, yeah. Law, Law and Order in New York does that all the time. Oh, yeah, like all the time. shuffle actors from one show to the other. Put on them glasses on like, this guy. Uh, it's been two years. You can <laughs> be yeah, no one's going to notice. Yeah. Just the diehards. Right. And those, yeah, that's fine. I remember the only recasting thing that ever really shook me was Roseanne. Do you remember when they changed out Becky for Sarah Chalk? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they also yeah, yeah, yeah. changed the son, too, didn't they? I feel like they changed a couple of the kids on that oh, show. Oh, did they? And then Little they changed DK. back. Didn't they change back over the Becky? Yeah. I swear they changed I, that, her I back. Think they think, I think they did. Yeah. I think they did. 
Yeah. What that's was crazy. up with that? I don't know. <laughs> okay, guys. It's out there. Think the question's it. out. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's this whole, um, apparently, oh, God, I'm going to screw this story up. But um, St. Elsewhere, mm-hmm. it, you remember how it ends? Yeah, well, I yeah. don't know. But it ends like snow it's globe. all in the mind of a, yeah, it's all a snow globe. Kid. So apparently there's this whole TV theory because there were characters on St. Elsewhere that were on other shows. Like they did some crossovers that like the world of St. Elsewhere, like all of television is in, is in is the mind of this autistic like, child. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it's like, if you could, uh, apparently there's like a whole website dedicated to this theory, like where somebody's connected all the dots. And so Boy Meets World, obviously, because we had Bill Daniels, we like get right in there. You were in so, the snow globe. Yeah, we're part of the snow globe. Oh man. Go figure. That reminds me of uh, that alien movie, you know? Oh, that one? Yeah. <laughs> Men specific. in Black is what I'm thinking of. Remember when they're, the world is just a marble in the alien's hands? Oh, yeah, that? when it pulls out at the yeah. very end, the last shot. And you're like, oh, shit, man. Yeah. This is deep. Yeah, Will yeah. Smith kills it in that movie. Well, Huge it's, it's Will just Smith such fans. the, like, I think with St. Elsewhere and also with Dallas, with the whole, like, Bobby in the shower, he's still alive thing, like, it just, they kind of started rewriting the rules then of, like, right. it can always just be an elaborate dream or whatever, which was great when that Newhart ending happened. Where he He's wakes up, right, and they put there, him back though. in the old show or yeah, whatever, right? in bed with Suzanne Pochette or whatever at the end, and like it was so brilliant because it just kind of made fun of all the shows that were yeah. doing that too. But yeah, you just put a lot of things out there for me to soak in. You watch Dallas. Well, this is, is like this thing. is like, <laughs> <laughs> like number one. My mom was like was diehard with, with Dallas. I did used to watch that Dallas and Dallas, Dallas and Dynasty and things like that. Whoa! This is like the inception of podcasts right now. There's so many layers going oh, yeah. on, yeah. and we're just gonna keep kicking down. To the I next can't one. wait. Weird stuff is happening. I hear you saw that monkey movie. I did. I saw uh, two days ago. How is it sticking with you? Um, you know, it was it was dumb in a lot of ways. Yeah. But I didn't care. I was totally on board. What I had kind fun. Of ways was, I've heard really good things. Okay. I'm afraid to see it. The, the dialogue the- is all exposition. It's literally yeah. like, well, I'm a scientist over here studying this, and <laughs> you're a scientist that's going to give me money. To, and it's like, it's all like, literally people are just saying what they're going through and what's happening because otherwise it wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. And so the acting is pretty bad because of that. And it's all just sort of, but I have to say, like, it was one of the few films I've seen, like one of the big budget films yeah. I've seen in a long time where... I was visually stunned and like yeah. totally on board. I just love the way it looks. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a sucker for like gorillas and apes like yeah. running around and like. But it has like a gorilla versus a horse at one point. Like that's Whoa. awesome. Wait, we're we're like, we're talking about Ed with Matt LeBlanc, oh, right? Oh, sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the, he plays baseball. This, yeah. this is one, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I thought, yeah, so, in, like, but when you actually break it down, like, my girlfriend was so mad and we walked out of the theater, I was like, that was awesome! She was like, are you kidding me? You're the guy who hates everything. And, like, she was like, what about this? And she's right. Like, when she started breaking it, I was like, you're right, it was really dumb. That was dumb, too. But I didn't care. Was, I, basically, I think it was just really well-directed. I think yeah. it was, like, a good story. With It needed a complete rewrite of the dialogue, but really well-directed. Yeah, and yeah. I hear it is just beautiful. Like, yeah. I'm afraid of not liking the monkeys because sometimes the things look too weird for me, but... See, my, the CGI? Yeah. My I issue with it, it is I feel like I'm going to empathize too much with Caesar because circuses, Andy Circus's face work looks so amazing from the preview. Right. But you're supposed to, right? Yeah, well, He's of course. A That's a weird sleight of hand that the movie does. It's like when you actually think about James Franco's character, especially at the end of the movie, you're like, you're really not the hero like and and that's what the movie does is like it spends way too much time with james franco it's like just get it just focus on the monkey because yeah. like and then it takes about like an hour before it's like oh okay yeah it's caesar's movie and then it's like then it's a great film yeah but it does this weird story sleight of hand where it's like developing this character and then like like james franco gets a love interest and then 
for no reason. Like, there's no like, payoff well, we for need... the two of them. Like, they just end up together. Cuts to five years later, they're dating. It's like, do you get to see our boobs? Is no, that what? No, oh. no, that would have been you know. Are there least, something? Least, yeah. yeah, no. There, are there no fart reason. jokes? Good no. fart jokes in there? No. Do oh. monkeys eat bananas? Is there bananas? a scratch sniff card? Yeah. It smells like chimpanzee. Okay, the monkey. The monkey threw his poop again. I don't want to scratch it. I don't want to do it. You have to scratch it. 4D, come on, it's 4D. Stop scratch and sniff. <laughs> Yesterday, I saw Attack the Block, yeah. which we saw the panel for at Comic-Con. Yep. Did you see that one? I want to see it so bad. Oh. No, I'm like a huge Edgar Wright fan, and I know that he's, he produced it and like that whole team, and I just, I've been hearing nothing but good things about it. Was so it was so good. Full disclosure, I'm really embarrassed about this. I think I have narcolepsy. I was watching the movie. And then I woke up a little while later. And it was a really good movie. It's I like felt, 89 minutes. I felt, well, <laughs> yeah. I felt my eyes start to cross. And I was like, no, no. I feel like this Was it movie. like midnight when you were watching it? It's 2 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you have, still liked it. But I, I got Is this after the, Bottomless Mimosas? No, it was after a long run. I think I was just hot and then the theater was so cool. That's my theory. That doesn't. It's not exactly a full theory at this point. <laughs> but I, I only missed, I think, 20 minutes in the middle. So I knew the setup and everything. Yeah. And then when I woke up, I felt like I didn't even miss a thing. I was woken up because I was snoring. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was really embarrassing. That's I don't terrible. know what's happening to me. But it's a great movie. The dialogue is awesome. The actors are so good. Like, you feel like you're watching. So basically, 69 minutes are fantastic. 69 minutes. I can't <laughs> she vouch. Can vouch for <laughs> 69 are great. And 20 are very peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> 20 just go by like that. It's just gone. <laughs> But it was awesome, and the creature work. I don't. Well, it's 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 not CGI. It's it's it actual. Like work, it's yeah. I don't remember what they were saying in the panel because we were talking about that. Like, how did they accomplish those guys? Because they're ridiculous. Whatever they're they did. fully realized. I think so. There's people. There are people in suits. Yeah. It seems impossible. It looks so badass. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it might not all be people in suits. It might be some like model work or yeah. things that are like a half a creature that right. sticks. But it's it's actually they're actually there interacting with them as opposed to just like. Run from the guy that's wearing the suit with tennis balls. Well, it on makes it. a difference. Right. You are that movie is scary and it's really funny too. Like it's just he's so cool. You know, mm. he knows how to make a cool movie, and like you're watching it, and it's I don't know if it's even like my kind of movie, quote unquote, like the kind of thing that I would naturally be drawn to. But the performances are crazy good, and it's scary, and then you're laughing like. You know, it kind of has a, a zombie land, like a little bit of that tone of like haha, but then it gets real and it gets disgustingly scary and then it's back so it's just it's awesome well that's joe cornish too yeah. that did it and um oh and nick frost was hilarious of course yeah yeah, yeah it, it just looks cool it looks like yeah. it's a, just the concept's great the idea of like well what if aliens landed in a tough south london neighborhood? Yeah. Right. how would they fare right. as opposed to taking on these major metropolises or these right. like white bread areas that right. no one is prepared to deal with them <laughs> oh and i heard that they were thinking about well it didn't get a very wide release at it's all. still limited it's yeah. it's gonna keep expanding yeah the word, the word of mouth, mouth is so good is, is killer but they wanted it, so. to subtitle it i can understand that Pe- i can't it's so insulting that it's not i mean like i was going in there think i i was already mad that that was a thing because i feel like now everything americans are like we need you to sound like this. Like any accent or fast talker or anything is subtitled on TV. Right. It's totally understandable. I mean, it is and it isn't. When sometimes the, the the slang is so thick that it's it's hard to penetrate the accents. Because like I I love the Red Riding trilogy. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's amazing. It's about yeah. it's, it's these 
three two-hour movies that link up. They, they, they detail this cold case over several years, and it all takes place in London, um, but at different time periods. And the first two hours are in, like, this late 70s, and it's Andrew Garfield's the main guy at that point. Oh. So not only is it really thick accents, but a lot of it's mumbled and quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were watching it on, deep, on Blu-ray, and, like, we're 15 minutes, and I was like, I have no idea what's it's happening. All I, can't I know is no un- I mean, it's, Yeah, it's literally yeah. like, no. And you're like, what is going on? So we turned the subtitles on, and I was like, oh, okay. And there's so much. It's like one yeah. of those like thrillers that's like really slow burn, multi-layered, that like mm-hmm. they just drop little hints of it, right. nuggets of information that like if you're not finding out these things, you have no idea what's going on. Right. So then we watched the rest of the series that way, and like really were able to penetrate it and it was great but like i would never like in a theater would not want to go and watch it well especially dubbed yeah um but you know sometimes <laughs> oh like, dubbed like, that would be so embarrassing that'd be the worst oh my gosh hey these creatures are here well, oh man they had to re-record train spotting a lot of train spotting oh really dialogue. yeah for american audiences they didn't do subtitles but they re-recorded they brought the actors in and like i did not know that say it slower or more american so oh yeah. my god version of train spotting like i remember you know this is back when there were laser discs <laughs> you could go to the original scottish like you know oh wow soundtrack and hear like how much thicker their accents were yeah i had heard that they wanted to subtitle it but i didn't know they actually did like adr yeah. to make it Understandable. Yeah, I saw a film. I mean, I remember watching another Andrew Garfield film, Boy A, which is awesome. I've heard that's um, good. Oh, yeah, it's so good. But we, I mean, I think partly it was because our sound system was so bad. We were watching it at home and like we were moving, so it was like we didn't have the correct speakers or whatever. But we ended up watching it in subtitles too because I was like, I couldn't understand a word of what was happening. It's like Northern England for whatever reason. That's a specifically hard accent to get yeah. your ear around. Yeah, that's tough, you know? and especially sometimes too. Like the sound mixing is so crazy in so many of these movies now. Like they're meant for like you know Dolby eighteen points with like seventeen speakers or whatever, right. and they have a pretty good sound system in yeah. my thing. But sometimes it'll be like the dialogue will be mixed so low and everything else will be mixed so high that yeah. like I've got to ride the volume all the time because totally. all of a sudden, especially if there's like any sort of action in it, you know, somebody's kind of talking, then all of a sudden a chopper goes by and then my neighbors start pounding on the ceiling because it's right. not, well, they don't really do that, but oh, it's I, I mean it's that loud that cold. like <laughs> it sounds like actual gunshots coming right. from my speakers because right. I've got to keep it that loud to hear what the hell they're saying. So. Have you guys ever been shot at? <laughs> wow. No. <laughs> me, me no? <laughs> <laughs> no, me either. Mm. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. Well, we live in the city, you know? Yeah. You never happen. know. Could happen. I've never been mugged. Nothing. Knock on wood. The writer knows a bit about getting bloody on a film called Hey-o, Cabin Fever. Segway. Segway. <laughs> that was nice, right? Yeah. That was really yeah. good. That was really good. Are you a horror fan in general? Um, I used to be. I think I'm a little over it now. Yeah. Um, and I'm also, like, I haven't, even though Cabin Fever was sort of the beginning of the, what is now the torture porn yeah. sort of movement, I, I think it, it wasn't <laughs> one of those. Like, right. it, it was, it was you know, Eli's whole thing with with that movie was, like, let's bring back the 70s and 80s, like, the hardcore, yeah. R-rated, bloody. And I loved it at the time, and I totally got on board. And uh, But now I'm sort of over it. Like, yeah. the, uh, the Saw franchise just doesn't interest me. And, like... I don't know. Um, like last night, I just saw Insidious. Oh, I haven't seen. I've it. heard it's that fun. that is terrifying. It's fun, and yeah. it's really a, a kind of like Planet. It's dumb. It's yeah. really dumb. Like if you actually break it down, <laughs> it's like wow, this. Ma-. But it's so well directed. Yeah. It's well acted. It's fun. It's like, and it makes you scared and jump. I think I'm into that now. Like more ghosty sort of stuff. Like I'm not into. I don't know. I mean, I, it goes through cycles, you yeah. know? So I'm just sort of like, I'm waiting out this cycle and see what's going to happen next. I mean, we'll probably go more ghosty. And I also saw Don't Be Afraid of the Dark um, at Fantasia Fest, which is... Um, is it actually Toro's. good? It's been done for three years, which worries me. Um, it 
It is fun. It's fun. It's it's the CGI is 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 cheesy. I mean, it's like little people. You know, it's little little creatures done in CG, and it's like, oh, you know, they're they're kind of cute. But again, <laughs> like it's more sort of creepy than it's like creepy and then shock, which I like. I, yeah, like, you know, I think the atmosphere gore, goes a long way. Yeah, atmosphere goes a long, and yeah. so it's it's that style which I would much rather see. So I, I did enjoy. It. I had fun. Um, but yeah, um, in general, I'm sort of I'm waiting out to see what what happens next with horror films. I'm a little. Literally. I just can't. They just. I like my favorite horror movie is Silence of the Lambs, but like yeah. that's the only kind of thing I can get behind is the more psychological stuff because just the painful, scary, get ripped up right. stuff. I don't. Yeah, but isn't that funny? Because like Hannibal. Oh yeah, that. Like, yeah. It kind of just became. Like, Let's watch the meat brains. Yeah. It's like, wait right. a minute. Did that's you realize what, we what was good? Yeah. Totally. What was yeah. good about Silence of the Lambs yeah. is that you never saw it and it was always in your head. And, it was and, like, and oh, that makes it so much worse. So much worse. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. I mean, my favorite horror movie is the John Carpenter remake of The Thing. I yeah. think it's just like freaking perfect. 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 I mean, there are some gory segments in it that are kind of like, Ugh, but not a lot of that. It's mostly yeah. like atmosphere and, and psychological stuff. Totally ripped off in the Faculty. I don't know if you ever saw that Robert yeah. Rodriguez movie. Yeah. I don't know. I guess you could say it's an homage. Faculty was this thing that Rodriguez did in the late '90s, where it was a school with oh, the teachers become aliens. Dawson people, yes, yeah. Yes. I think someone from Dawson. Well, it was yeah. Kevin. What's his name? Who wrote Kevin Williamson? Kevin Williamson. Yeah. So it was like the, it was in the the. It got sort of lumped with Scream. Yeah. And all that. Stuff. But it's ac- it's actually. I did. I liked that. it. I like. It's, it's kind of fun. Yeah. It. I mean, it's if I think it's kind of got a goofy spirit behind it. John yeah. Stewart's in it too. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's very self conscious, right? Yeah, it's, it's very like, self conscious. Hey, we're in a movie. But literally, the ape, the ape of scene from the thing where they're trying to they're figure out if they're human or they're right. testing in the little. Oh, yeah, so good. But um, yeah, for me, though, like that's it can be have an occasional gross out moment. But for me, it's just about like being the tension and ratcheting it up. And, yeah. Like, and you know that I'm more into than just being like, oh, okay, that was gross. Oh, that was also gross. Okay, right. like leaving nothing up to your imagination. Right, right. Now, there's another show you watch that we talk about a lot on the podcast, which is called Breaking Bad. Yeah. And you're just I'm on the so first season. I'm so far behind. Yeah, so don't say anything. Well, you <laughs> have got something coming. No, cool. just kidding. Um, it's just, it's so good. Have you been keeping up with yeah, it? Yeah, I'm caught up. They uh, AMC Oof. just renewed it for a final yep. season, so yeah. it's going to it's gonna be good. It's going to last And it's going to go hard. Like, they... It's already just, going hard. I know. It's just... It's they're doing it so smartly. Like you have so much to look forward to. Yeah. I'm so excited. Well, I just I just love seeing a show where you know it, yeah it's high concepted. Like yep. the pilot is like oh he's gonna make drugs, right. but then it's actually just great acting. Like great some acting. the best acting and beautiful great character work. Yeah, I just I'm totally totally on board. I'm yeah. s- I'm such a star. I like I I really don't watch TV that much. I yeah. have a hard time. I have a pretty high like standard. I guess right. or I don't know like. Six Feet Under is like the greatest show Love ever. Love Six Feet And like Under. shows like that, I, you know, uh, but yeah, the, for Breaking Bad, everyone kept telling me. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I kept thinking, oh, it's just going to be like Weeds. No, but no, my Not friend. at all. And I, you know, I liked Weeds for a minute there. I yeah. Really, because she's awesome. And I, I thought it was going to, but it just got too goofy and comedic and like, I don't know. It just sort of left reality for me in a way that Breaking Bad hasn't. No, so. it gets it realer, gets cooler and realer and better and better. And, I mean, it's part of the yeah. freedom of cable too, in a totally. sense that like these are shows that would never be on a network, and if they yeah. were, they'd be way dumbed down. And they, you know, like that's why I, I, I mean, I feel like some shows take it too far. They're like, "Hell, we're on cable. Let's just like hack off limbs boobs. and throw in boobs right. every two seconds because right. we True can." Blood. <laughs> I'm down with it. Uh, I, I, mean, I wish show I wish me those boobies. So dumb. I wish it did that on boobies the boobies and butts. If you're and into blood. boobies and butts and blood, that is no, the show I where it's can't at. Hang with that show. God, you're not even with Suke. No. 
Well, Game of Thrones does boobs well, though. And, and I it does totally, back sex yeah, a lot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and it's it good at that, too. Yeah. It does indeed. Uh, but same yeah, thing with Boardwalk Empire, show. which I adore, too. There's oh, yeah. Like, lots of nudity on that show, too. Those, like, get into Boardwalk I mean, Empire. for me, it's like if I was 14, this would be like the Renaissance for me. You know what I mean? Because back, well, back when Are you're you that age. Are you masturbating right now? Kind of. Yeah. Well, because back when you're that age, you're oh, like. Oh, what is happening wait, on this wait, podcast? Look, you talk about poop every week. Let me go into this. Well, poop is something everyone does, and there's no shame in it this isn't poop Wait my culture a minute. <laughs> uh but basically when you when you're a teenager and you do, you need I don't and you don't think you just need to wait, explain yourself. wait you don't have access to boobs very often like right. you, late at night you'd be like flipping around cinemax or something oh, but like, dude we're such a different dies. generation like yeah. all we needed was the internet back. like we don't have like kids yeah, nowadays internet. have no problem yeah. getting yeah. access didn't have anything i used to watch scramble channels like yeah that's how that's exactly <laughs> that like american pie that could be a boob over there not a joke yeah. like that was exactly how you i got go through being from, you'd be one channel below where the yep. Playboy channel or the, or, the, or the adult channel was, and you would really quickly flip up and flip yep. down because the channel would come in for two seconds. Yep. If. Oh, my God. And you God. can just do that over and over. Oh, yeah. so it was sad. a sad time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Back just in the saying. day when, like, magazines, like, the idea of, like, buying a porn magazine and, oh, like, crazy. Yeah. porno mag. Why would that even exist anymore? Yeah. They do, though. Gas stations have them. For truckers. For yeah, truckers. Yeah. Basically oh, yeah. the only... They don't have an internet. Yeah. I don't got any scramble channels, so I'm oh going pull over here and buy myself a yank. One time, <laughs> I saw a trucker yanking oh. in, as he was trucking down the road. Oh. Did you do that to make him uh, blow his horn? Ew. <laughs> that's okay. Not, that's not wrong. Yeah, it, it was wrong. That's why. You knew exactly what you were doing. <laughs> this is the dirtiest we've ever talked. All right. Really? No. <laughs> but it's more like prepubescent or pubescent dirty, which is different for me. Look, there's going to be a lot of people who are listening to this podcast who like know exactly what Ryder and I are talking about. Well, I know that I used to stay up too late to watch Red Shoe Diaries. Yeah, and I, okay. I mean, well, that's, just, that's as bad, but I there guess there's a difference. Same like difference. The, the boys are kind of hungry for it, and I was more like, this is funny. Yeah. So that's different. Yeah, It'd be like, it, was, it was all serious. For, yeah, it's for like, me. oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be that or like Dream On, which I used to love on HBO. Dream but occasionally On. Just have the boobs. song? No. Oh. It was a show with Brian Ben Ben. It was That was, it was your really Yank song. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I don't yeah. like saying yank anymore. Well, let's do first then, shall <laughs> okay, we? Every episode we do a different first question. This kind of ties in with what we were talking about a little while ago. What was the first time a movie scared you so much you had to turn it off or leave? Um, it was at a slumber party. Oh, no. And it was The Shining. <gasps> and Ugh. it was... And to be honest, I even the second time I tried to watch The Shining, I couldn't finish it. And I was way older. I was probably... 13 or 14 the second time I tried it. That movie just freaked me out in a way that, I mean, I, I remember, because at the time I thought, like, oh, I'm equipped for horror films. Like, I, I think I had already seen Freddy Krueger and, like, those kinds of yeah. movies. Right. But that's a different type of scary. Oh, yeah. Man, The Shining got so, so under my skin. So that was, yeah, I had to run away Yeah, it's from creepy. Yeah. It is a creepy movie. Yeah. I, I don't know what it was called. If anyone out there knows what this is, or if you guys do, I'll be, I'll feel this huge burden lifted on me. It was... Lifted off. Mm -hmm. It was on TV. Cool Runnings. Oh, yeah. There was a Jamaican bobsled (laughs) team, and the odds were against them. Yeah, scary, right? (laughs) Me too. Weird. They're never going to make it. Um, It was like this little girl and boy meet at the beach and fall in love, and then he keeps coming back to the beach, and he loves her so much, and they're just kids. And then at the end, 
he comes back and her footsteps are only going into the ocean and he realizes the whole time, oh yeah, because somebody talks about like, oh, a little girl died in these waters oh, a while so ago. she was a drowned. She was a ghost the whole time. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is Captain Run. <laughs> Cole, for a second I had hope in my heart. No, I, I, that sounds now pretty I have crazy. Captain you haven't Googled this and tried to find <laughs> I have, but, uh, but I write, oh, the movie with the girl's footprints going into the ocean. Yeah. Nothing comes Did up. Did you ask Jeeves? He might know. Oh, yeah, Jeeves. Is that still <laughs> on the internet? check in with him. <laughs> Is that still around? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> or Dogpile. Do you remember that search engine? No. Dog, there were. I remember when it was like these different search engines competing. Yeah. Lycos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Web crawler. Like, yeah. yeah. Gone. Google ate your ass. It's just silly to me. It's like, if, Sorry. Every, if everything <laughs> just become. <laughs> I work for Google now, Team bitch. <laughs> the, the search engine competition is hilarious to me. It's yeah. basically like, well, I can type in the same thing on any of you and basically get the same results, right? So why do I care which one I use? Bing it. Just Bing it. Although Bing has this weird thing. Um, like, Are you pro Bing? I don't know. Bing no, has I, its artificial it intelligence. Pro I'm pro Bing. <laughs> I, I, I typed in my name and then it said like my network of people, like, and it knew lots of people who I actually knew in Ooh. life. And I was like, how how did this happen? <laughs> like, it was like, I mean, a lot of it was because people I had worked with or yeah. whatever, but they were like pretty spot on. Like, Creepy. who my network? And I was like. Oh god! I don't know if that's because it's tapping into my Facebook account yeah, what's or what it's together. doing. But right. like, I was really weirded. I was like, "Oh, okay. I guess they're just going to get better and better search engines." <laughs> Plus, soon Bing's yeah. going to become self-aware and start yeah. the <laughs> computer right. robot revolution, and, and, yeah, oh, and all yeah. that stuff. One thing leads to another. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> what was your scary movie called? For me, it was. I was also at a sleepover. It was a friend's birthday party. Actually, I don't even know if it was a sleepover. Um, and I must have been eight or nine, somewhere around there. It was Dreamscape. That What's Dennis that? Quaid movie, which I love now. It's this movie about these researchers that basically figure out that you can go into people's dreams. Um, but then a killer would go into their dream and kill them. And if you die in your dream, you die in real life. Oh, of course. Like, that's the basic that's concept. Always... Yeah, I heard about um, that theory. And so one of the ones that he keeps having a dream of is this snake man that's after him. Oh, no, so it's this guy you. that looks no, like a no, no. big cobra. No point in watching that. Coming after me. And so, like, yeah, so, like, it would be fine. And then all of a sudden the snake man would show up and things. And I'd be like, ah, I'm not okay with snake man. Which they eventually, like, kill him with a crowbar, I think, or something. So is it even really a horror it. film, or is it more It's like, like a action? psychological thing. Right. It's like an... And, and it's got a lot of action in it, too. What does the snake man look PG-13. like? It's PG-13. It's not that scary. It's right. really stupid looking now. Does it look like Slimer? But when you look at it when you're a kid... I'll show you a photo later. When you look at it when you're a kid, it's in your like... Wallet or oh, yeah. Yeah, keep it in my wallet. I have a, wallet, a photo, like, spread of everything that scared me in my wallet. It's great. <laughs> well, I don't know about snake kids, man. Do you want to uh, see the photos of things that scared me? Scary movies. Manhole, snake man. This is the shank. Yeah, so that was that for me. Now it's Cole's turn. Okay, so I have uh, five questions for you that are just kind of trivia questions about some of the projects you've worked on. Uh, and I help with clues if you um, need them. Oh, oh before, I have to answer trivia yeah, questions about, about my about yourself. Jeez. Let's see how Because you're so into yourself. That's you're wearing true. a shirt that says Rider Strong Rules right now. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, before I even ask these, I have to say really quickly, uh, I'm from the Bay Area-ish, and uh, I saw your production of Les Mis when you were No nine. way! Yeah. Whoa! Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. That was like one of the first like Broadway-ish shows I went and saw. At the, That's I think so it was at the cool. Kern there. And That's yeah, so yeah. awesome. Yeah. We yep. were there for the earthquake, too, in 89. Oh. So we were in the theater rehearsing oh when the earthquake hit. And... Um, 
Yeah, and it was funny because the ACT theater next door, the ceiling actually collapsed. <gasps> but in our theater, which is the current's like the oldest theater in San Francisco, totally fine. Like Whoa. nothing happened. The current's great. We're actually yeah. doing a, producing a show there that opens this week. Are you serious? So, yeah, yeah, stuffed and unstrung with uh, Henson puppets and stuff. So how cool! Yeah, so I'll be there on Thursday. But what? yeah, I just remember that the other day. So That's I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, I got to go back there for the graduate. Uh, oh we yeah, it in, at the current, and it was so cool to be like. I was 23, and I was like, God, 13 years ago, I was here doing my first play, and oh now my I'm, like, gosh. back doing on the that same stage. That was your first play? Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't my first. It was my first, like, professional right. job. I right. had done, like, you know, school plays and, right. and local theater and stuff, but, like, that was the first, like, we're going to pay you to do this, kid, and, you know, it was a big <laughs> okay. production. Okay, that's oh, a my God, it was pretty so awesome. I missed it when I was in L.A., but... Um, I love Les Mis, too. Yeah. Like, I still, like, I will go too. see it whenever, it's I, like, it's around, yeah. and, it, like, I still ball my eyes out. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. obviously, I have a personal connection to it, but I still think the music is so great. It's and so great. And Gavroche is such a cool part, yeah, too. It's a great like, part. It's, it's a, a great, great part. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, when, you're, man. when you're a kid actor, like, at the growing up and do musical theater, so, like, that's, like, that's one of the, the yeah. If you're a boy, it's Gavroche. If you're a girl, it's Annie. Like, those right. are the parts you totally. want. Or Oliver, I guess, but. Totally. Whatevs. Let's do some trivia questions, <laughs> shall we? Before we get into dream, musical theater dream roles. <laughs> of our children, of our childhood. <laughs> All right, question one. You played Corey's best friend, Sean, on Boy Meets World. They attend John Adams High School, and there's a list of rules posted in the cafeteria. Mm. What are the rules? Oh, God. I have no clue. Okay. Are you serious? Yeah, there's three rules on it. No talking. It's one. Uh-huh. No talking loud? Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, you're, you're totally signaling. Is this fair? That it's, you, it's fair. Okay. Yeah. No not? reading? Mm-hmm. Why is no reading allowed? I don't and know. Then... No shooting? Yep. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm serious. In the age of Columbine? That's not cool. Yeah. I guess. Oh, well, it's a good rule in the shooting? age of Columbine. No reading? Why couldn't you read at school? <laughs> I don't know. Where the fuck was I? <laughs> this, is this is according to IMDb. So <laughs> that stuff's usually pretty legit. Oh, yeah. Those people... Are you serious? It's IMDb has said the wrong thing about wrong stuff about me forever. Really? It doesn't. Oh, and doesn't. people keep changing my height. Like <laughs> they keep saying I'm five three, and like I was like, guys, and I wrote, I've written IMDb like you need, anybody can change it. So I would like go on and be like, um, actually, I'm you know five eight. I'm I'm short, but not that not short. And then three. like somebody would change it back, and I write back. I'm like, really? Who are you listening to? I'm writer strong. I'm writing to you. I am the human. And I've told them like a bunch because there's a bunch of trivia stuff on there that I always get asked about, like. Something about donating money to a wolf thing. It's like, I'm like, well, what, can I update this? Yeah. And I can't. Like, I guess they don't listen to me about this information. <laughs> They're like, no, no, so. we'll wait till we yeah, we'll wait till somebody it's else. verified by <laughs> yeah. some stranger on the internet. Cut to uh, Ben Savage cracking up every time he's every in this time information. Yeah. He's like, 5'3", <laughs> <"Five, three>, buddy. <laughs> I mentioned that somebody kept changing my height uh, in a Vanity Fair thing. Yeah. And like, sure enough, the next day, next day dro- somebody shame. dropped my oh, like, man. you bastards. You're out there. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right, question two. You played Paul in the horror flick Cabin Fever. In an iconic scene, Bert is bit on the hand by a kid demanding what? Pancakes. Good job. That's Ooh. an easy one. Gravel yeah, boys for that one. That's, uh, if, Pancakes. If you haven't seen the Pancakes. film, it's such a randomly weird, it's really funny, goopy, yeah. strange thing. Yeah, <laughs> that is somehow makes it all worthwhile. <laughs> that's fine because that's a like make or break moment for people. Like either they're on board for pancakes and martial arts out of nowhere or they're like what this movie is complete <laughs> like the worst movie ever like that's it's sort of one <laughs> way or the other that's yeah the polarizing totally moment. totally because yeah. i mean i like roger ebert like he was like what's with the kid in the pancakes <laughs> you know and it's like a lot of people that was it but then other hardcore fans are like oh my god i love this movie just took 
a weird surreal It's like time. it becomes the room for two minutes. Totally. And then I <laughs> totally. switch back. Because totally. like, if you should need to check it out on yeah. YouTube or whatever, it's like this little blonde kid yeah. who I guess is an actual black belt in real life. And right. Eli figured that out. And so decided to try to utilize that. And you just start shouting pancakes and yeah. doing roundhouse kicks. Whoa, I'm so in. It was, what, it was like they were casting in North Carolina. So it was like, we need to find a local kid. And he only had one line, which was pancakes, pancakes. And then he bites this person. <laughs> and it's like, you know, supposed to be this sort of David Lynch bizarre yeah. moment. And Eli showed us the audition tapes. He like sat us all down because we were rehearsing at the time. He was like, all right, look at this kid. And he shows us this kid. And he's like this kind of creepy looking kid. And he's like sitting there all weird. And he just goes, pancakes, pancakes. <laughs> and we're like, oh, that's great. He's like, yeah, that's who I should cast. But then there's this kid. And he shows this is like beautiful blonde kid who looks like a girl with like super long hair. And he's like, I want to cut this kid's hair into a mullet. And now watch this. And, and for the audition, the kid did a martial arts demonstration out of nowhere and was amazing. <laughs> oh like my was gosh. doing flips and all this weird stuff. And Eli's like, I think I want him to do that. And we're like, why? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know, but I'm going to give him a mullet and we're going to do it. And sure enough, it like he did it. And we were like, all right, well, now we know what movie we're in. So yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. That's pancakes. So awesome. pancakes. No pancakes. Yeah. Pancakes. No pancakes. <laughs> it's so weird. All right, question three. Uh, you played cameraman Chick on the Rebecca Romaine reporter TV show Pepper Dennis. Mm-hmm. The show also starred Lindsay Price, who teamed up with Romaine again for what one-season ABC show? Eastwick. Yeah. There you go. Yes. Good job. Nicely played. Did the, how many episodes did that show last? Did it even air? It was like 12 episodes. Oh, I think. okay. Yeah. So it actually, okay, yeah, they gave cool. it like a season. I remember that was a it's big No Kate project. Plus 8. No. no. <laughs> the litmus I never for saw all it. good programming. Yeah, I never saw it, but yeah, Eastwick. And if you actually look at the message boards for Pepper Dennis, there's a lot of pissed off people when they yanked that off the air. Yeah, it was, it was really, we got shafted because, I mean, we would have stayed on, but the, the networks merged. Mm-hmm. Oh. That was during that. So we were on the WB, and we were filming our second. We had we were you know they, we were the pilot got picked up. They were like, yeah. all right, we're going to series. Oh wait, Rebecca Romain's got to go do X Men two or three three. So we got put on hold for six months, and then we were mid season replacement, and we were into our second episode. I was going to work when I got I heard the announcements. WB is merging with UPN, and I was like, oh oh oh, we're only filming our second episode. We're only ordered to do twelve. We're screwed. Oh, and everybody's like, man. no, no, it will, will be okay. It was like, no, there's no way we can develop an audience. <laughs> and and by the end, we actually were neck and neck with Veronica Mars. Oh, wow. But Veronica Mars had been on for four or five years or right. whatever, three years at that point. So they were like, not going to piss that off. You know, right. and they were like, so can the new show. So oh, it's too man. bad. Funny you would ask about Veronica Mars. Because hmm. oh. question four, <laughs> you played Rafe on a memorable episode of Veronica Mars. What was the title of the episode? And it is a movie parody like most of the names. My Big Fat Greek something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What rhymes with Greek and has seven days in it? Week. My Big Fat Greek Week? Greek Rush Week. There Greek you, go. Rush. you got it! You go. <laughs> oh, damn! Also on that episode, Sam Levine. Yes. Our very first podcast. I love Veronica Mars. Uh, yeah. And I love Sam Levine. Yeah, we, Sam and I had been up for a show together, so when, when I showed up on set and he was there, I was like, thank God! Oh. He's awesome. He's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. He's the nicest like 80-year-old in a yes. younger person's body. So true. He really is. That's what's <laughs> always funny to see him and Kevin Pollock together. Yeah. Because they're, like, they're the same person. Yeah, same person. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's two of you now. Yep, Cute. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. And finally, question five. You played Justin Allen in the Billy Crystal comedy, My Giant. 
Crystal eventually gets the seven foot four Romanian to the States and convinces what action star in a cameo as himself to use him in his next film. Steven Seagal. Booyah! Yeah. Not too shabby. A guy with no sense of humor about himself whatsoever. And who likes to hit people. But he did make fun of himself a little bit in that that, movie. Yeah, I mean, he showed up. But I mean, apparently, that, like, how he acts in the movie. Which I haven't seen in a long time, but he's like wearing a kimono and he's like very soft spoken. That's like how he that's how he is. Like he's very much. Well, that's like, like the you. Zen I think he's master. he's really <laughs> got the kimono on. Yeah. You're doing the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of a wannabe Stevenson. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> he's really Zen now. There's there's the infamous SNL Hans and Franz sketch oh, yeah. where he flipped out because yeah. um, and refused to do it or walked off of it because he was on the, they were rehearsing it and then they were like talking about like you know him being a girly man or whatever and he got really flipped out. He's like, I would kick their asses. And they left, and it's like it's funny. I've heard similar stories. Like I've heard that he's got a chip on his shoulder yeah. about like his fighting ability. I, I don't. It seems kind of. I, I don't think like being like you called me a girly man, so I'm going to storm out of here. I don't feel like that's the best. But why don't we start like a, something? You know, like the whole Chuck Norris thing. Like, oh yeah, it's like Chuck Norris is so bad that he's blah blah. What, Tiger why, blood. Why, maybe we should start something for Steve yeah. Seagal. Like maybe can the internet like do that? But, yeah, I feel like that's amp up internet. Out. Was he in the one the movie that came out last year or two years ago with all the action stars? Was Steve Seagal part of that? He team? was not. He was in Machete. Uh, <laughs> machete, machete. machete. Uh, that's yeah. how uh, they tell you to say machete. it. Machete. <laughs> a machete. Uh, he appeared in the film Machete. machete. I really enjoyed him in that little picture called Machete. 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 Yeah. Um, really good character development, uh, writing. Wait, and, uh, but this is the man. Am I not? Am I confused? He was like local government, and then accused of a lot of wife beating. He, Steven Seagal. He has a show oh, no. called Steven Seagal Lawman. Yeah, and then he got canned because he had beat up women. Oh, yeah. Supposedly. Okay. Bad so let's not boys. Start an bad boys. Cool. Not. Let's start an internet Seagal. bad thing. Anti women beating. I had no. I mean, idea. I love. I his am movies. anti woman beating. Just I, for the record. Uh, nice. <laughs> I'm taking <laughs> a stand today. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> I really liked his movies when I was like, you know, 12 years old. My buddies yeah. and I them. They all had basically three word titles. They're all like March for Death, Out for Justice, Totally. Um, and they're so generic yeah. under siege like they're all like I remember there was I was in India in like 2001 or something and I went to this went to the movies and it was a packed movie house and it was a Steven Seagal movie that like no one's ever heard of here but it was like Tom Arnold and Steven Seagal and this was like the biggest movie in India oh and like my that's God. his deal like he's huge overseas yeah. like he's he's you like know, asshole yeah Totally, all exactly. It's that yeah. same like weird vibe where it's like for whatever reason in America we're all kind of like whatever. Kind of stink but on you, but from the eighties, like there's this carryover, and those guys are like gods in you know foreign countries. Or at least they, it. it was all about watching them being like, "When's he gonna break a guy's arm backwards?" There it is. Yeah, yeah. Totally. we got them on a shot. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Now I all have right, questions v. for you. Oh, okay. Have you ever met an Olsen twin? Yes. Okay. okay. Whoa! But they were children. And Perfect. Yeah, this was a while ago. I don't. Even How did know if it go down? Remember it? I don't. Re- I honestly, I I just know that I met them because I used to well, know everybody like in that. Well, you know, there would always be like uh, because I'm pretty sure there was an ABC show. Yeah. So it was probably ABC would do like seasonal parties, like the opening of the new season. So all the actors and all the shows would go. We'd have to do like announcements oh or things, and we'd all know each other. Right. So like, yeah. I mean, I was just at. Um, I was just at a wedding and Jody Sweeten oh, was there, and it was funny because no. it was a very similar thing. Like she, I, I actually knew better, and it was like it was so cool to see her. We were like, "Hi," you know. I haven't seen her since I was probably fifteen. Wow! But it's like we have this camaraderie. It was yeah. like it's so good to see you. How are you doing? She's got kids now. You know, it was yeah. just weird. It was like this crazy. 
wow, we have this, something in common. Like we were both on like the same network, yeah. same show, like vibe at the same time. So I mean, I definitely knew them back then, but they yeah. were children. I mean, they were like. I think, but you could tell they me. were going to be fashion. But moguls. they were no, no, because the big joke. I mean, they were how old are they? they? They're a lot younger than me, or maybe not a lot, but at what the they're age early twenties. Okay, well then, they're, so when I was like a teenager, they were still like eight, right? And um, I remember the big joke in Cabin Fever is um, uh, Jimmy DeBello's character Bert is wearing a T-shirt that has a date on it. And it's the date that the Olsen twins turned 18, right? And that was, like, so funny to think of them as sexual objects in 2001 or two when we were shooting that movie. So, like, it was still, like, a joke. And, you know, then they actually became sex objects and it became, like, you know. And moguls. They're right. moguls. Well, they were more. They were more. They were more moguls when they were eight. Right? Oh, that was when they were made billions of dollars. Mogul's such a weird word because whenever I hear the word mogul, I picture like a Samuel Goldwyn type from like the 30s sitting in a church on a, on a cigar with a megaphone, you know? Right. I picture a little French bulldog. Do you? Named Mogul. Okay. <laughs> I don't know one, but that would be a great name. It would be a mogul. cute name for a dog. <laughs> and he can also talk. Oh, well, he talks? Okay, I have a second question. Yeah. Um, this is based on, we haven't talked about it yet, but you have been directing and writing and doing lots of awesome stuff Mm -hmm. and you have a short called Dungeon Master. Yes. That's awesome. Thank you. Sincerely great. So good and funny. And I, I urge you if anyone's at a festival where it's playing or I don't know, are you going to put it up or put it out? Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we want to play it on the big screen as much as possible. So yeah, I mean, right now the festivals keep coming and it's been great and we're having so much fun. So, but yeah, I, I'm sure we'll put it, it online at some so point. It is so good. It's really good. It's got a lot of good, familiar faces for people. Adam Bush yeah. is in it, yeah. who people might know from Buffy. He yeah. was one of the trio of geniuses who are villains, I think, in season five or six. Yeah, yeah really funny. And it just it keeps going places you don't expect it to go, and it's, it's awesome, 100%. Thank you. So, this was inspired by that. All right. If you had to turn the cast of Boy Meets World, into the ultimate LARPing team, what roles would you assign to the characters? So it's not the people, it's the character. So Topanga would be a... A... Dwarf or something. I don't know enough. (laughs) Not really a LARPer, are you? Definitely not be a dwarf. (laughs) Oh, God, that's a really... That's a long one. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, let's see. I mean... Corey is definitely a hobbit. Yeah. It's great. out there. He's yeah. a halfling. Let's just be honest. Uh, Sean is, I mean, I, I feel like he would be some kind of, you know, elf ranger or something. Ooh. And then, uh, let's see. Do they have elf rangers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to get into this. Eric. Now, now Eric. by ranger, we don't mean like somebody who's making sure there's no forest fires. Oh. Right. No. Right. <laughs> You're like running around with like a bow and arrow. Bow and arrow. Oh, and like, yeah. you know. Okay. Eric would be, I think he would be. A bard, which Ooh. is a character class in Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. So he would be a bard, probably a human bard. I like it. Like they use because he's they loquacious. Use song to, yes. They use song to cast spells, kind of Ooh. stuff. Yeah. Topanga, she's know. a tough one to pin down. Yeah, I don't know. Topanga, <sighs> I don't know. A good question. Yeah, I write really good questions. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> she would just be like a a, a human. Okay, that warrior. was a real a warrior. Limp out. I don't a know. Warrior, cool, that's good. Like a cleric, she maybe. Has like a, yes, thank you, oh. thank you. Because she's intelligent. Yeah, no, no, she'd probably be a magic user of some <gasps> kind. Yeah, so she okay. would be like a, a human magic user. Love it. Go. Yep. Okay. Now, <laughs> I agree. I heard. Congratulations! I heard you're doing a reboot of There Will Be Blood, but you're doing oh. it with a sci-fi twist, and oh, so okay. I just wanted to hear about that project. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, this is exciting. <laughs> What would the sci-fi twist yeah, be? Yeah, well, no, that's what everyone wants to know. Oh, I don't know. Go? Variety got the scoop. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. Um, so You're directing. So it would be in space, right. and Daniel Plainstar has <laughs> found the new resource on another planet, which is... Not oil, but mm. uh, space oil, space junk, or space yes, yeah, space gook of some kind, and or unobtainium, as we learned. Oh from, yeah, uh, <laughs> from Avatar. God, uh, yeah, Avatar would be actually a very uh, oh like, yeah, uh, that's very there will be blood ish in background. Well, you're yeah. gonna have to fight that yeah. audience. You're gonna have to make a new niche. Yeah. Good luck with that. Thanks. It sounds like it's gonna be really special, <laughs> though. I'm really excited about it. Okay, you really made a wizard mad. Uh oh. Um, okay. And you don't want to do that, just right. so you know. He's offered you two punishments. You get to pick one. One of them is that you have fraggle bits, so your private parts are like Muppet private parts. What is that? But there like are... they're Muppet material? Yeah, they're colorful. That's soft to the touch. And soft to the touch. That's great. But there are strings attached. So, like, Ooh. for acts of intimacy, you do have a puppeteer involved. <laughs> like an other person. Yeah, yeah. Is but you know each other super well. Like, okay. he's totally... You're really comfortable Why with does it have to be a he? Why can't it be a she? <laughs> no, it's definitely a big she, man. Okay. No. Whatever <laughs> the other option is, that's what it is. Plus, people okay. don't notice it after a little bit. Like, yeah. it's magic. He's you know, wearing all were. black, okay, and he's, right. like, always very into right. what you're like New Q style. Yeah, yeah. On stage. Exactly. Right. Okay. Or um, you become a lap baby, which is a condition where you can only talk if you're sitting on someone's lap. <laughs> am I a baby? Or am no, I just No, they me? just call you lap baby. But I have to sit on people's yeah, laps. Yeah, because like, if you want to talk, you have to tap someone on the shoulder and crawl on their lap. Well, that'd be, I'd rather do that. <laughs> I would rather sit in somebody's lap because... At least then I can still have normal, intimate relations. Yeah. And I can still... Pitch meetings are going to get really just, interesting. But you just find your person who's oh, always yeah. your lap, you know? Yeah. Like, just... This is like the puppeteer your guy. Your life partner. <laughs> he just becomes... Exactly. That one, I have a puppeteer and fraggle bits. The lap thing will limit the roles you can take in the future. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Well... I think you made probably the right choice. Probably. But Fraggle Bits would be delightful to look at at first. Fraggle Bits just sounds like a cereal. <laughs> you know? It's also a cereal. Um, and this is the last one. And it's hardest one. It's hardest one. It's hardest. It's so hard. If you had the power to usurp any movie script and cast, but take it in a totally different direction, what would you do? Wow. So. Right. Yeah, you get it. I, yeah, but what? <laughs> it's hard. Like somebody, because you know, it would have to be somebody that wasn't very good. Exactly. But that you're like, I oh, could I make could see that. Better. Yeah. Had right. a good idea, but they didn't execute yeah. it well. And right. Um, wow, I'm totally drawing a blank here. I'm sorry. That's do you guys okay. have answers? What you? Would I, be? I bet Cole will. Um. <laughs> there it is. Well, no, it's a big question. He's got to think about like what movie like had a cool idea that just didn't quite that just failed click right. as well as it should have. I guess uh, you know what I'll tell you what okay. I'll tell you one bedtime stories, What's the Adam that? Sandler movie from a couple years ago where oh, he yeah. would read a bedtime story and whatever he read in the story or he made up yeah. would come true in real life. So he like would make up a story about gum, raining gumballs and he goes outside and it starts raining and it was gumballs. terrible. It's really bad. Right. Um, it in theory it seems like it would be good, but it's not funny. It tries, it's like a family movie, mm-hmm. and so like it really piles on the sentiment too much. Adam Shankman directed it. He was a great choreographer. Don't know if he's a great filmmaker, though. Right. Those um, two usually really closely correspond. And it's just really painful to watch. Like, it's not... There's, like, a hamster with CGI big eyes, so, like, it's, Aww, like, just kidding. Um, <laughs> but, like, the idea that, like, somebody all of a sudden being able to tell a story and having it come right. to life and then the the things that happen because of that is kind of a fun idea. So I got mine, too. I think rewriting that would totally. be good. Charlie St. Cloud. 
<laughs> I stand by Charlie that. Charlie St. Cloud. Not yeah. as much. Uh, Zac Efron picture from oh. last year. Uh, I tell you what, the cast is amazing. I don't know if you've seen <laughs> Zac Efron, but he's a great actor. He's right. the, I don't know. Would it just be Cary Grant more of our time? catch uh, playing catch with a ghost brother? Less ghost brother, more just Zach, being Zach, um, being Charlie. Mm-hmm. So, because I feel like there was a good idea somewhere buried in there, and I just think he is, you know, you know how I feel about Mr. Efron. He's yeah. a real talent. So wait, do we have to keep the same script? Or you have think- to kind of keep it, but you can edit. Okay. You can rewrite it. <laughs> because I was going to say, I mean, the easy answer is, like, the new Indiana Jones movie. Oh, good or answer. Like, That's the you perfect know, answer. Like, yeah. You've got the great cast. Yep. you got everything in place. But, man, but did whoa. you screw it up. Oopsie daisy. And then you could do the same thing with the new Star Wars, all three of the new Star yeah. Wars movies. That's it's true. Like just, but if, if you're stuck with the same script and it's just about directing. No, I think it's better answer. to change the rules. If you could change you a little bit. Change the script. And yeah. they're talking about doing another one because they made so botched it up. They made a lot of money, too. But, like, it seemed to me at the end of that one they were, like, really trying to give Mutt a, s- a spinoff. That was mm-hmm. that was Shy Beef's movie. Um, <laughs> but, like, you know, because, like, that character was like you know he's a 50s greaser and like he's indie's kid or whatever and right. that whole thing Mutt. trying to like spin that off and so he could get his own movies but no that's not yeah, gonna happen no, no. i actually think he's good i mean i think he's a great actor i, just, I think he's good too it's weird yeah. that he's been saddled with these like it just seems like he's terrible. getting bizarre roles for what he brings to the table like yeah i'm curious really i'm sure he'll do something interesting yeah. next because he sort of paid his dues with the transformers yeah. movies right like he's done his time yeah. in the like yeah so now he's, he's got enough box office. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, he's, you know, because the, the real reason that people do those as actors is so that they can make the movie what they want they to make, do. right? Yeah. I mean, I hope he does. Because yeah. he's always been great. Like, that movie, that, that old school movie that he did uh, that was Project Greenlight film. Oh, he's Summer. wonderful in yeah. that. Like, he's yeah. just a good actor. He's a good actor. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Well, he's joining the cast of Octo Squad. I don't know if <laughs> that. I just scooped it. <laughs> oh, man. Scooped you. <laughs> From... <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, well thanks so much for yeah. coming on, Ryder. And you me. have some fun stuff coming up. Yes, you will be at Dragon Con in Atlanta. That is so exciting. Yes. Is it your first Dragon Con? Yes, it is. Have you been? No. Oh, okay. But I've been Comic Con. This, this is my first Comic Con this year, and then, yeah, it's going to be my first I think Dragon Con is even more intense than Comic Con. Smaller, it's but cooler. more intense. It's more, yeah, yeah, it's more geeky and less studio right. yes. prestige time. Yeah. Less co- pop culture or yeah. commercially yeah. more gamer right geeky. are you a gamer no or a larper no i mean i played dungeons and dragons as a kid like yeah. that's what the whole dungeon master thing is based yeah. on uh but no like not not anymore right you know it's like one of those things yeah we, we tried again that's what the the short is based on but I love um it so much. but we uh yeah i don't know i'm i, I just don't I would be into it. I, yeah. I I need to get back into fantasy stuff because yeah. like watching Game of Thrones, I'm like oh, I gotta read these books. I know. I, I gotta just get got into them. this. Yeah. You know, but like I've missed the whole like the Harry Potter thing never appealed to me. So I'm I'm sort of took a step away from all of the mainstream fantasy. Dragon stuff Con's that's going a great on. place to get back in the game. Yeah. Now I gotta jump back and in. Like there. it's all of a sudden cool to be geeky now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like right. it's it's like everybody's embracing the stuff that they loved in junior high school. That right. like for a while they're like, yeah, I used to wear hypercolor pants, whatever. Totally. Um, mm-hmm. But now it's like cool to like that yeah. kind of stuff. So right. it's kind of fun that that's now acceptable. Behavior. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And so are you going to be showing stuff at Dragon Con? Yeah, our film, Dungeon Master's Dungeon playing awesome. there as part of the film festival. Yeah, so. Great. Yeah, it should be fun. I mean, it's th- those audiences are so great for it. Oh, it's like their it's perfect. movie, you yeah. know. Right. And, yeah, so like Comic-Con was a great crowd, too. Yeah. And, and then we played Fantasia Fest last, uh, like a couple weeks ago. Oh, and fun. that was so much fun. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
But it's just dedicated to Disney's Fantasia. It's such a small... so weird. (laughs) Mickey's always mopping the floor. (laughs) They won't even talk about Fantasia 2000. It's just (laughs) the original. And then you'll also be at Fantastic Fest at the end of September. Yeah, in Austin. That's fun. You've got some fun trips coming up. Yeah, it's it's cool. I mean, the short just plays into, like, the genre stuff, and there's a lot of festivals, like, dedicated to genre films. Right. So, yeah. So I'm I'm stoked because not only do I get to go and show my movie, I get to go see awesome movies. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Well, you guys are so awesome. I'm so excited to see more projects that you do because you're so yeah, creative totally and great. funny. I love it. Thank you. Love it. And uh, you're on Bing if people want to try to find Apparently. out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just connect with him on Bing. <laughs> yeah, guys. <laughs> find out his social security number on <laughs> Bing. <laughs> uh, and you're not on Twitter, correct? I am on Twitter. You're on Twitter. Yeah. What's your uh, account then? At on the storm. Oh. oh there you go. Dude, moody. Yeah, moody. I'm not verified. I don't know how to get verified, but I. I think that is I me. think you have you to have start to send saying. Them a vial of yeah, blood yeah, really. In a lab. That's um, terrifying. It's like a Ben a Savage picture. is verified. Why aren't oh, I? Screw yeah. that. Take a picture so of yourself. And he's making up, you five um, three all the time. <laughs> what is up with him? <laughs> <laughs> the rumors are flying. <laughs> Just hold up a little sign that has your username on it uh-huh. with you, and then you send that to them. Yeah, and they'll verify you that way. If they get around to it. Yeah. We're so busy tweeting. Right. Um, so, yeah, on the storm. Yeah. So follow writer there. You can follow the podcast at PMC Podcast. I'm Vanessa Ragland. I'm at Cole Stratton. I'm at Vanessa Ragland. Yeah, she's not just Vanessa If you Ragland. just put the Vanessa Ragland I'm in. i find her. Yeah, you, you got to put that problems. curly A thing <laughs> yeah. in there. Curly little piggy A. That's, That's what that right. thing is. <laughs> I'm curly little piggy A, Cole Stratton. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot more time. Yeah, yeah it's it hard. Handy. Okay, it's not going to catch on. There you go. It's not happening. Oh, boy. <laughs> thank you guys for listening, and thanks for being here, Ryder. Yeah, it was so fun. Yeah, thank you. It's fun. Cut. Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>